Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit and maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode. We are going to be talking about Marie Kondo, or the KonMari method. Is it Marie? Mari? I'm not sure, but... It's definitely Kondo. Kondo, I see a lot of people calling it the Kondo method, although technically in her book, she calls it the KonMari method. Exactly. But this thing is taking over my Instagram feed. Everyone I know is Kondoing their house. That is the truth. And we are going to talk all about it. But right now, I need to talk to you about the video that you boxed me last (laughs) night that basically sent me into like panic mode. What were you having done to your face? Please explain. Okay. I know. For context to our (laughs) listeners, last night I sent Sarah a video with no other words besides I have so much to talk about tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) So yesterday I went and did what is called a vampire facial. Oh, that's what that was? Yes. Oh my gosh. Which is, okay, so let me explain what it is. It's microneedling, which we've talked about before with Claire, but just as a reminder, because all of these facial techniques can be really confusing. Microneedling, um, when you do it professionally, is when you go in and they take a device that is full of tiny needles and they needle your entire face. So that's microneedling, right? Yes. But you can take it a step further and you can have microneedling where at the end... They they take blood out of your arm, your own blood. Uh-huh. They, <laughs> this is the vampire part. They spin it and they isolate your platelets into what is called um, PRP. Um, and so it's basically like the liquid gold of your blood. It's um, platelet-rich plasma. So this is like supposed to be very healing. I mean, you know... And this is like in medical communities, they use platelet rich plasma for many things. So they take your own PRP and then they do another pass of the microneedling with the PRP on your face so that you absorb it into your skin. And that's supposed to make your skin look plump or? Well, it is what it's supposed to do. Um, so microneedling um Really, at the end of the day, most of the facial things we talk about, whether it's microdermabrasion, microneedling, lasering, what you're really doing at the end of the day is injuring your skin in an organized way in a medical facility. I did this at Cosmeticare in Newport Beach, and they're total pros. But at the end of the day, you are injuring your skin to get your skin to produce collagen. Right. So you're basically, it's, you're slapping your skin and saying, wake up. And then your skin goes, oh, something's happening. And then, you know, it does produce a ton of collagen. So I have to say the technician I worked with yesterday, I was asking lots of questions. I went in fairly uninformed, I will admit. 
but she showed me before and afters of just her own patients at uh-huh. Cosmetic Care, and it is amazing. Okay. And, you know, my friend Claire did it before right. her wedding, too. Right. It really does take off the top layer of your skin. It evens out uneven skin tone. It can even out. Um, like, I have these what look like little pimples, but they're actually just, like, constant bumps that don't go away. Right. So it's going to even that out. Um, it's supposed to even out fine line lines and wrinkles. It just reveals like a younger looking skin. Kristen, what I this is all fine and dandy, but <laughs> <laughs> what I cannot get over is your anxiety about seeing dentists and doctors and procedures. But you are like more than happy to have blood sucked out of your arm and injected back into your face. It's like you have you don't have cosmetic anxiety or something. Because I no, I I don't. My I anxiety would be freaking well, my, I, out. My anxiety about the dentist is specific to be, drills going into my mouth, right. right? The drill, and then my health anxiety is around like I'm dying, and I know I'm not going to die from a cosmetic procedure. I actually don't really have like needle anxiety, um, but I have to tell you, I was anxious about the pain because they are rolling needles across your face. Yeah, so. You know, and I had read that the pain was really bad. So I was concerned. So when I went in um, at Cosmetic Care, they will numb you for two hours. Mm -hmm. So you sit in a room and I watched Netflix Mm -hmm. um, with numbing cream on my face for two hours. Okay. And the result is that when I went in, so they do they do three passes of the microneedle, Mm -hmm. two passes and then one more pass with the PRP. Mm -hmm. The first pass I could not feel at all. Like, I didn't feel anything right. on my face. Right. The second pass started to feel a little ouchy. And the third pass, it hurt, but I would say like a level four pain. Okay. So it wasn't too bad. It's just so – I am so afraid of doing any cosmetic procedure for fear if something goes wrong and what my face would look like. I won't even get facials, Kristen. Like I won't really? even know. And I, I mean, that is why I can promise you I will never have a cosmetic treatment on my face. I just, I just don't, I don't have the trust inside myself deep down to let someone do crazy things to my face with needles because I've seen, you know, I've just, you've seen, you've seen what happens when there's like the, when things go wrong. And I just, uh, uh-uh. but that's just me. I just know it's, it's never, it's never going to happen. Like, well, your, your video confirmed my fears. I'm sure your face is fine now, but like that video, it's just like all, all the needles and the pokes and the blood. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I mean, you saw my response was just, WTF. <laughs> well, it is. I mean, there, it's called the vampire facial for a reason. Right. It is nasty looking. And, right. you know, if if you're doing it right, your face is going to be red. And then oh, for right. about a week, your skin is going to peel off. That's the oh, whole yeah. point. You My, know, so yeah. oh, you are literally injuring your your skin. Yeah. And, and essentially what we're talking about with most of these facial things is that doctors and aestheticians have gotten together and said, what's the most coordinated right. way that we can injure the skin to produce more collagen? And I think the microneedling, it like logically makes sense, you know? Right. 
Yes. Yes. To, to ever- use tiny needles. Yeah. All of you people that makes sense for, but not for me. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm not surprised that you would feel too anxious to do it. For me, I, I really didn't. I mean, and then I was talking with the technician, you, you know, and then she was saying that her favorite to do is CO2, which is where they use a laser to right. kind of burn off a layer of skin. And that is a, a little bit more invasive. And that would be for specific things yeah. like scarring or um, acne scars, I guess they do a lot. Or if you had um, areas of real discoloration. Yes, that makes total sense. But so I'm just, I kind of want to do that. I'm next. just here to say, you know what? Is it? So I, I like my face the way it is. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I, I'm fine with the way my skin looks. I'm fine. I'm fine right now. Who knows how I'll feel in 10 years, five years, 10 years, 15 years. But I will say the one thing that is bothersome to me on my face are my eyelids, which we talked about a little bit. I think we talked about it very briefly a couple of months ago. I've always had really hooded eyelids, which really haven't bothered me that much because they were kind of like the kind that had a lot of fullness to them. But now that I'm getting older and I'm losing like the collagen in my lid, they've just kind of like thinned out. And now they really, mm-hmm. they really are resting on top of my lashes. And one of one of my eyes, actually, it's pushing my eyelid down. So mm. it's not, yeah, it's not all the way open. And in fact, you can have it, um, have it covered by insurance, because it actually can start to affect your vision. And no one ever really can tell because I have bangs. And whenever I am in public or talking to anyone, I am always raising my eyebrows because otherwise my... Oh, that's so interesting. And so if you saw me without bangs, you would think I was on crack. But that's the way I have to kind of hold, keep my eyelids from drooping over my eyes. So I was talking to my sister about it because she has the same thing. It's just, right. gen- it's just genetic. And so we're thinking about getting like dual eyelid surgery I mean not (laughs) (laughs) like going in together because of course I'm scared it's a very it's actually a pretty easy surgery the recovery time is like nil it takes like a week because they just make a small incision and they kind of just pull it up a little bit it's not like an eyebrow lift or anything it's just actually working with that overlapping eyelid skin yeah the excess skin and so I'm kind of thinking about it I mean not tomorrow or anything but I think I might definitely do it in the next five years because it's just it's, it's getting really droopy. <laughs> They're so yeah. droopy. What's the deal? Well, see, that's funny that you would do that. I would be scared to do that. Yeah. I mean, I would, I, they can poke needles all over my face, yeah. but that would really scare me. But you know what I think it comes down to is I think our level of tolerance really has to do with our level of discomfort with like, you know, I mean... I, I, I'm willing to put needles all over my face because I don't like the way my pores look. I don't like these little bumps I've gotten, you know? Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, no way to eyebrow surgery because I feel fine about my eyebrows. Yes. (laughs) Eyelid. 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 (laughs) Very big difference. I'm not getting an eyebrow lift. Um, (laughs) Oh, my. That would be amazing. Never say never. (laughs) Never. No, seriously. Never say never. So you're right. I mean, it's all in your own personal aesthetics, like what you look at on your face that bothers you or just, you know, you'd rather it not look that way. And mine is just I'd rather not look like I'm my eyelids covering my eyeball. That'd be nice. No, and that I mean, that makes sense because that's functional. That's actually not just aesthetic. That That's functional. Plus, I can't do, you know, you know, I like my like cat eye liner. Let's get let's get serious here. I can't I can't do any flicks because the 
the hooded part, it extends past my eye. And there's like a fold that folds over that if I put eyeliner on that extends off of my, you know, upper lash mm-hmm. line, it disappears. The fold covers it. Like well, I that's can... unlivable. So, I mean... yeah. Who, who <laughs> wants to live like this? It's a travesty. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a beauty blogger. I mean, blogger. you could just put that down for the insurance form. This when is the insurance like, is like, why yeah. should we cover it? You should be like, I can't do wings. I can't do wings. I mean, occupational hazard. Do you know what I do for a living? <laughs> what is Instagram going to think? So, so anyway. Funny. Yeah. So anyway, you can keep on microneedling and maybe I might get my eyelids. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm weird. I mean, I don't have the results yet. I still look like a shiny lobster, but I feel very optimistic about it. I'm pumped. I can't. I want to see before afters. The whole shebang. Well, and I'll, I'm going to post the gory photos um, on Selfie Podcast, and I'll post them in our Facebook group. Okay. Because um, yeah, it. I mean, the photos are. You know, they're gross. I can't wait to see. Cannot wait. <laughs> okay, so tell me what your two thumbs up are for the week. All right. Well, one of them is a new, and this sounds so weird. It's a hair dryer brush combo oh which I always thought well that's kind of lame and it probably doesn't work very well but my friend Stephanie raved about this thing um on Facebook and she was talking about how well it dried her hair so I ended up ordering one now they have they have two different versions Revlon makes these they have one that's just like a paddle brush so it's like a flat brush yeah like straightening hair yeah and then they have a round brush And it's like basically a big fat brush and the hot air comes out through the brush. Okay. I've seen these things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I tried it and I actually really like it. Did it work? It did. Did it like smooth your hair? Well, I did feel like I had to do a pass with the flat iron. Okay. But Which I have to do anyway. But that's the thing. I would have to do that anyway. But here's what I really like about it. The paddle one. Mm Mm-hmm. My daughters can use it and Uh-oh. and finally blow dry their hair without assistance. Okay, that is sold done. I'm gonna buy right. It right now. <laughs> like it's amazing for little girls because my girls can never quite figure out the mechanics of like holding a brush in one hand, holding the hair dryer in the other. You know? Yeah. Well, it's there's a, a trick to it. There and is so a trick. when I ask them to blow dry their hair, they're just kind of standing there with the blow dryer in one spot. You know. So this this is awesome for kids because that you're just brushing your hair and it's blowing it dry. Okay. I, so, I, but I am going to order the round one and report back because that's the one my friend raved about and I want to try that one now. Okay. I definitely want to buy that if it works. So you have to re- definitely report back because that would be so cool to do it in one like one swipe. I just don't feel like, is it really going to smooth out my waves? I don't know. This is very interesting. And then my other thumbs up is, you know, I have had just a ton of travel in the last couple months and a lot of flights. Um, we had our Tokyo flight, which ended up being like, you know, one of the days was like an 18 hour travel day. So Ugh. I am here for the ladies with a recommendation, Summer's Eve cleansing cloths. Oh. When you're in those situations where you can't take a shower at the, you know, frequency that you would like, they're very nice. And you oh. can get them in individual packs so you can pop it. It looks almost like a wet wipe that you get from a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can pop it in your bag and you can give yourself a little cleanup downstairs 
Nice. That's safe. So yeah. it's just so like I a little pre-moistened cloth. Yes. Whoa. But for that specific area. Does it have Especially, fragrance? Well, I buy the sensitive skin. Okay, good. Good, good, yes. good. And they're also really great for when you're out for a full day and you're on your period. Oh, yeah. God, that is the worst. Right? Yes, that is It's kind worst. of like, because I don't know, I feel like I, I like the moistened wipes, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you you can't always carry a packet of those when you have to, you know, use the bathroom or change a tampon out and about in the world. Right. So right. I like that they're individual size. Just, yeah, that's a good idea. I try idea. to keep like two or three in my purse at all times. That's smart. You're on I it. I like them. You're on the ball. Um. Okay, so how about we we both have professed that we're physical book lovers, right? We like our books and to flip the page and all of that stuff, right? Well, we do, and we're both overrun with books, which is you know we we're not very con um we're condo con- con- method. <laughs> KonMari method with our bookkeeping. We both have a lot of books. No. Well, I have, um, like, I have reignited my love affair with my Kindle Paperwhite. Oh, really? Yes. Because... Okay. What happened? Well, you know, I've had it for a couple of years and it's been gathering dust. I haven't read anything on my Kindle in, yeah, probably two years. And I've never read anything on my Kindle ever. Period. Okay. What... It's- literally never use it we'll get ready because i'm gonna i'm gonna rock your world did do you know that you can check out books from your local library on your kindle like no don't even have to go to the library what yeah yeah yeah. there is at local libraries they there's a few different like programs they use but i think most of them use overdrive so essentially you go to this website or they have an app and you enter in your library card, and then you can check out books onto your Kindle. It like gives you a link. You click what? on yes. It takes you to Amazon to the book, and it'll say, "Oh, do you want to loan loan this book for the next eight days?" Yes, please. Automatically sends it to your Kindle, and there is your library book. You didn't have to leave your bedroom. You can read the whole book, and then it's done, and you return it. I'm keywords. I'm hearing is you didn't have to leave your house. Yes. <laughs> That's, That's amazing because, yes. you know, I also have a horrible relationship with libraries in that oh. I don't even go yeah. because I can never find the library books in my house because I'm right. overrun with books. Right. So now you can just check them out. Now, I will I say like the most popular books, um, you know, Michelle Obama's right now has like 49 holds on it, you know. Right. But since I'm trying to get more into fiction this year, I'm reading a lot of the older fiction books that were really popular that I never got to and they're all just ready to go. So I'm oh, that's already awesome. P.S. It is January and I'm finishing my third fiction novel. Pat me oh on my the gosh, back right Sarah. now. Who am I? I'm so proud of you. Am I? Thank you. Okay, so that's my first one. My second one is a hair product as well. It is the. Have you heard of Rawa, the brand? Um, from you, only yes. from you. So it's spelled R A H U A. It's pronounced Rawa. It's you know a clean brand. Um, they have this new oil called just the Amazon oil, and it's like one of those oils that you put on your hair. They say you can put it on when it's damp, but I prefer just to put it on my ends once it's dry. Well, and that's supposed to like make it absorb better. My it, hairdresser did tell me that. Did they? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I um, have been putting it on after I'm done styling and it's made my hair like ridiculously shiny and it smells really, really good. 
so Ooh, I want to try this. Yeah, it's just like that last step. If you just want to add a little bit of shine and smoothness to your hair after you use your amazing hair dryer brush combo. <laughs> <laughs> you can use the Rawa Amazon oil. It smells so good and I love it. Okay, I'm excited to try that. Yeah. All right, we have an awesome sponsor today that could not be more in line with the ethos of our whole podcast. Shine is a self-care app. It's designed to help all of us with our self-care endeavors. They send you a motivational text to help remind you to take care of yourself in the midst of your daily hustle. Yes, what I love being the researcher that I am is that it's proven to work. All of the texts and audio clips that Shine sends your way are research-backed and follow Shine's formula for self-acceptance. So it's not just like empty inspirational buzzwords, which I've seen a whole bunch of. Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, research has shown that increased use of Shine can lead to a significant boost in overall well-being and a decrease in anxiety. And in addition to their kind of motivational texts, if you upgrade to the premium membership, you get access to their seven-day challenges, which are these awesome weekly lessons on self-improvement. You listen every day. Um, it challenges you. It educates you, motivating. It's about five to six minutes a day. Um, they have different challenges from everything from self-love, getting better sleep, which I did, um, avoiding burnout, whatever goal you're working on, there is a seven-day audio challenge that can help you make mindful changes, appreciate the work you're doing, and feel like you've got things. So I am currently working on seven days to putting yourself first, which I, as a codependent, really struggle with. Mm -hmm. So you can download the Shine app today on the App Store or Google Play and go to shinetext.com slash selfie to get 50% off of the Shine premium. You'll get access to the entire Shine audio library and enjoy other exclusive features. Once again, that's shinetext.com slash selfie to get 50% off Shine premium. All right, let's talk about the KonMari method that yes. is sweeping the nation. Yes. What's interesting is she she wrote a best-selling book about a year and a half ago, I want to say. Yes. Which both of you and I both bought and read, We right? both did, yes. And it's called the Life-Changing the Life Changing Art of Tidying Up, I believe. So I read the book and then um, consequently did none of it. <laughs> How about you? Did like the book... Um. I loved the book. I did love the book. I, I did too. love the book. Now I I am not as um I mean I'm not as intense as her method. Right. But I I do not hold on to things. So a lot of what I was reading, I was like, oh, I'm I'm already on board with this. Like I right. do not have clutter. Like it's just You don't. No. I mean, I don't hold on to anything. Like if I buy new clothing, old clothing goes to be donated if I I never I just do not like having too much of anything um I have probably more books than I need to have but they're still completely under control so like when I was reading through it I totally at least at that part I was like I really I'm like in line with her because she talks a lot about you know sentimental items and stuff like Kristen I don't have the little outfits my kids came home from the hospital from mm -hmm. no like blankies no old thing no I don't have I don't I don't keep anything I have one box for my entire life of like photos and things and letters it's one little it's like shoe box and that's it like I just I don't know I don't is that 
something's wrong with me. I do not feel like I need to hold on to things like that. Well, okay. I want to start off by saying it's interesting how we assign a lot of value to, like you said, something's wrong with me. But like in other cultures, they don't keep that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, like a lot of this, you know, KonMari method is really rooted in Japanese culture. They don't keep a lot of clutter. Like it's a very American thing to keep so much crap. I agree. Yes. To both collect it and keep it. And so... And I will say that I clutter is a thing I have struggled with my entire life. I am very sentimental. I and I, I, you know, I have to say this. I said I read the book and consequently did nothing. I do think it changed my mindset a bit. After I read the book, I went and threw away. I had boxes of notes that I'd passed to and from friends in junior high and high school. Oh, my God. I kept them. Are I you kept serious? every card I'd ever received. Um, I mean, I really kept everything I threw it away I did go and throw that away but I have I have always been like I have I have every bridesmaid's dress I've ever worn you know like I just keep things no and don't want to throw them away well Dustin's very similar you know he's a collector and yeah you know he beyond furniture and art and things he he has like all of his cds from college and I will say to him we need to get rid of these they're in a you know, like one of those big storage bins, you're never going to use them, we can donate them. And he definitely has that kind of that, that sentimental, like, oh, I just can't let go of this. And to me, it's just, I I don't, I don't understand at all. So we, we definitely have this issue in our home, because he will not get rid of anything. And he always makes an excuse for why he still needs it. And I'm like, I don't really think you need this. Well, I'll tell you what I also did after reading the book, but I want to talk more about the the TV show now and how like this is becoming like a thing that everyone's doing. But after I read the book, another thing I did, because my garage was just like overflowing with stuff, is I took all my old CDs, all my old videos, home videos, and all my photos, and I turned them into Legacy Box. Yeah. And had That's it all idea. digitized. Yes. Which was huge. Because I had is huge. I mean, you know how many photos I take. I had bins and bins of photos. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't need to get started on my digital library of photos. Oh, no. boy. <laughs> That's Somebody like, needs to write that book. Someone needs like to make that Netflix show. One hundred and fifty thousand, like all my. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But um, <laughs> well, have you ever heard what's the comedian um, Jim Gaffigan talk about how he's like, oh, that laptop, oh, that's yeah. a Disney trip laptop. Disney like, trip. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I do. I have old laptops that I don't throw away. Oh yeah, because I'm like, oh, there's photos on there. Oh, yeah. that so I need to pull me. off. Same with me. That's yeah. the thing, and I just, I have no need. But I, th- I don't know what it is about just your personality, your makeup, because Dustin's that way. Malou is that way. She keeps every piece of homework that she's ever done in school, anything she received, any old photos. And I mean, you know, her room is just filled with stuff. But Derby is just like me. He has nothing. He has his books and he has his computer and his tidy little bed. Now, I do have to point out really quickly that this does not mean that I am tidy in general. In fact, I'm kind of a slob. 
Um, I leave, I leave shoes around the house. You know, I've got my big chair next to my bed, just like with like weeks worth of clothes on it. I, <laughs> doesn't I, everyone, doesn't I everyone have that chair? has that chair. But I have, you know, I leave glasses around the house. I, I, I'm, so I'm not like super tidy in that way. I just don't hold on to things. Well, you know, that's a good segue into what exactly is the KonMari method, because I think, I don't actually think, it's not a cleaning method. No. Yeah. No. And it's not necessarily, it's a little misleading. I wouldn't even call it a tidying method. I think it is a decluttering method. It's yes. about throwing things away. Getting rid of stuff. It is. It really is. She does not spend a lot of time on you know, how you store things or how are you going to put those photos in albums or how are you going to, um, you know, keep your spice drawer? It's really about throwing things away. Right. I totally agree. And More she, than has, about storage. she has like a succession and how she wants you to do it, right? I mean, well, let's talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so okay. there's a specific order to the KonMari method. Yes. And I will say this. Well, we'll get into pros and cons in a minute. So she does have a really specific method and it and this, you know, this is a method that might some people might find too structured or, you know, overwhelming. Definitely structured. It is very structured. Right. So you tackle clothing first mm -hmm. and you tackle all of your clothing all at once. And she wants you to take all of it, every item out of drawers, out of beds, <laughs> out of um, closets, put it all on the bed so that you can see all of it at once. Yes. And then you... Um, Go through every single clothing item, decide if it sparks joy or not, and throw away anything that doesn't. That could last weeks for someone. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot oh, of... for sure. That in itself would be a huge task. Well, that's what's interesting about this, too, is that this, this method is a huge task. This isn't a how to stay clean. It's, mm -hmm. it's a, you know, she calls it an event, you know, right. this is a thing that you do at right. one time that could take you months. Right. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's an event. It's like go big or go home. It really is. Yeah. Which I, that's one part I didn't love about it because I feel like there is something to bite-sized chunks, you know? No, I agree. Well, I think everybody out there has had that spurt of energy and you're like, I'm going to tackle my closet today and you're an hour and 15 minutes in and then everything is on the floor and don't want to do this anymore over it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so many times, so many times. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, I moved rooms recently in my own house. Uh -huh. I, I um, added an addition. So I'm in a new room in a new closet. And so I had to move all of my clothing from my previous previous closet into a new closet. And I st there are two drawers in there that I still just am like, I I'll do that later. Yeah. Well, it gets you know? so overwhelming. Like, There's like only is. so much energy you have for one task. Goodness gracious. But at the same time, I do like the theory of putting it all out and seeing how much you really have. No, I do too. Like just seeing it all in front of you. Yeah. And um, we'll get into this later too. But you know, her big thing is like, does each and every item spark joy? Which right. I, I can, I, I, I am not very cluttered, but I could still probably speak to lots of items that really don't spark any joy. But yes, that's we're going to get another time. Moment. Yes, for another okay. time. You can do clothing, mm -hmm. then you do books. Mm -hmm. And she definitely recommends a very sparse book collection she just you know it's along that same line of like thank you so much you were wonderful to me and now I'm letting you go to someone else like yep. just kind of goodbye but that's hard too I, it's hard yeah 
you know, books are hard. It, it is hard. And I, you know, I think that this is where, you know, a person's philosophy might just dictate. Like, for me, I'm like, you know, I don't actually want to get rid of any of my books. Right. Like, I, I mean, I like my books. I do, <laughs> like, too. I like my I'm books, I'm just kind too. of okay with having a house full of books. Yeah. Nothing wrong with but that. But the one, this is the next one in the order. And this is a big one for me is papers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, papers are tough. Like all like medical records and kids stuff and grades. Well, okay. So and, here's a question uh, for you, Sarah. Do you yes. keep your kids report cards and stuff? I do. But, um, but that's it. And I report cards, I, I keep report cards and I keep some of their art. Um, yeah. You know, Malou wants me to keep every little piece of art that she makes. And I, it's hard. I don't want to throw it away, but I just, I can't handle it. And that's something that I have to stay on top of. I'm trying receipts, you know, yeah. like receipts yes. and um, doctor's reports and things totally. like that. That stuff adds up so fast. It really does. Bills. Yeah. I mean, documents. Bills. Yes. Oh my I gosh. have been trying to be better about scanning things that I don't really need a physical copy of. Yeah. And I think that we're also getting, we're getting to the point now where almost everything you can do online. I mean, it's like I'm now, you know, taking photos of my checks to be deposited into the bank yes. at my house. And, totally. you know, we're, we try to go paperless. But once again, it's so funny. I just thought about this for the first time. Dustin doesn't like to go paperless. He likes to have all of the bills mailed to us. And I'm like, why did you Are have you to? serious? Yes. Like he's like, it just, it just disturbs my pattern and I'm like buddy just oh boy yeah like he he wants paper everything so that kind of drives me crazy too but that's papers, really funny papers you've got to stay on top of for certain no I feel like I have a floating pile of papers oh. in my house at all times yep sometimes two or three yeah no I, I agree papers yeah that's that's an issue with me and also the like junk drawer which oh boy, yeah. well, because four is kimono, which is miscellaneous items, which I yep. kind of consider to be like junk drawers and um, clean our like kitchen junk drawer every like three months. My junk drawer surprisingly is not bad either, but the kimono one, which is number four, so clothes, books, papers, kimono. I feel like that's where having kids is where <sighs> you have a lot of the miscellaneous items. Yes, that's true. You know, yes. like soccer cleats and then knee pads for skateboarding and then the helmet for the skateboard but then also the helmet for the bike but then the cleats for football but then the cleats for soccer you know totally yes it's a lot of crap it's a lot of crap and none of it sparks joy <laughs> no but then Maybe again i don't want to throw it away because i might use it again Oh, I know. I hate that. I hate that thought you just said when you're like, well, maybe I might use it again. I know. I am the same way about some stuff. You know, that's for you. I feel like it's a lot of that sports, you know, a lot of the stuff from the boys and the skateboards and everything. Like we have, you know, all this snow gear. Like that's our thing, like snow oh, and yeah. ski gear. And I'm like, well, I can't get rid of this because snow and ski gear is so expensive. And what if we go skiing again? And that kind of adds up, which is a random thing, but it is. Like I, I went downstairs at our basement and I saw there were like four big old things of like snow gear stuff from skiing. And we've only been skiing twice. I mean, we're not like big skiers. Um, but you want to keep it in case yeah. you go again. Well, right. But then I got into it and I'm like, oh, this is size 4T. Um, I don't have any four-year-olds anymore. I guess I oh can donate this too. But yeah. I actually did the same thing in my garage yesterday. <laughs> I threw away four wetsuits. I didn't throw them away. Donated four wetsuits that didn't fit a single child in our house. 
totally. You know what else in this in this category that gets me is linens. Oh, I'm overflowing with towels and blankets and sheets. God, I I'm not. That's another thing. I let me tell you something. It's 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 strange if an entire week has passed and you don't see me with a trash bag walking around the house and filling it to take it to donate. Like I just <laughs> I, I really am. Like it's and here's the thing. Like that's my stress buster. Right. Organizing drawers, going through things and getting rid of stuff. It's like the way that I keep my anxiety in check. So I feel like I'm actually doing this, not so much that I care, but just because it makes me feel better to do it. Does that make sense? But I think it's true. I think it de- I think it makes everyone feel better to do it, which is why I think, you know, I do buy into this, into her philosophy that your life is better if you're decluttered. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. So if you're not overrun with lim- linens, let me ask you this, because, you know, there are six beds in my house. Okay. So I feel like I need an extra sheet set for every bed. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot of sheets. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of sheets. Do you, do you only have one sheet set for each bed? <clears throat> no, I have three beds in my house and I have two sheet sets for each bed. So I have six sheet sets. And right. I have the three that I keep in like a linen hallway cabinet. Right. And, um, then the three that are on our bed. So we only have like one switch out. So it doesn't take up much room at all. And like we just got new towels and, you know, Dustin's like, we probably should keep the old ones because you never know. What if someone throws up? That's always a thing, right? Like what if someone, oh, totally. so if someone throws up? You got to have the old towels. But, you know, I'm like, I'm crazy. I'm like, nope, sorry. Bagged them up, took them to donate. Like I won't even keep old towels. See, I have a system where my kids each have their own monogram towel yes, with their name on it. Just so those. I know who left their towel on the floor. Which is the best thing ever. Yeah. But then they go and use different towels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally last night I was yelling at a child, this is not an authorized towel for yes. you. Yes. Don't use it. <laughs> that is not your name. This is not a hotel. This is not a hotel, kids. Not a hotel. All right. So the last the last item on her list is sentimental items. Which obviously you've heard I, I don't care about. <laughs> I do. And yeah, my kids can be like that too. Like my kids have like a lot of trophies on their bookshelves a lot of um a lot of ceramics they've made oh so many ceramics Uh uh-huh a lot of painted canvases I mean I don't know how to get rid of that stuff but for real like one of my daughters I mean she just has a bookshelf full of old ceramics she's made and I'm like can we throw these away (laughs) I swear to you Malou has kept everything she's ever made ever I think I have one kid who has done the same. She like hides it under the bed. She puts it everywhere. I'm like, you are making me cuckoo. Well, one of my girls also is really into upcycling. So she watches all these videos about how you can make a thing out of another thing. So I'll walk into her room and I'll go to grab, you know, I'm going to throw this gum thing away. And she's like, I'm using that for blah, blah, you know. (laughs) I appreciate the sentiment, but this is trash. Yeah, I um, it's tough. I just thought, though, there is one grouping of items that I am sentimental about, which is ridiculous. Is I, it makeup? Well, well, I will say this. <laughs> um, that's another thing. I'm actually for as for as much makeup as I receive, I give a lot of it away. You know that you got a big old I do box that. <laughs> delivered yes. to you for the holidays, but um, so I keep that in check. I have an enormous amount of skincare 
And yes, a lot of it I do not use because it just keeps on coming in, coming in, coming in. But the one thing that I cannot seem to give away or donate, which is so silly, (laughs) Malou has this like big basket of her old, like cute stuffed animals, like the cute ones, you know, that were like given to her that are like hand knit. No one uses them. No one, we don't put them out. They are in this big basket and I will not give them away. And I don't know why, because no one sees them and she she doesn't even want them she's like mom no i don't want that and i'm like oh, but it was like hand knit in peru i brought this back for you you know no i cannot get rid of them okay i weirdly have the same thing what's up with that i don't know i just think they're like artistic yeah like <laughs> yes, i have I some yeah. like crocheted dolls and they're not even the ones my girls like right and they don't use them at all and i'm like we're not getting rid of this lala doll because it's so cute that's exactly every single time we go through her room. She's like, we can get rid of this stuff, mom. And I'm like, nope, not that. We'll just leave it here. Let's leave it here. Makes no sense. Well, you know what? Let's just, maybe we just both need to put a box in the closet and it's for grandchildren. That's a good idea. I will say one other thing I have kept. And I did, I, I this was not from my childhood. I ended up buying them all on eBay, but I played with them in childhood is, um, do you remember when we were kids, the Sesame Street weeble wobbles no so they had like a um they had a house like a playhouse and then there was a schoolhouse oh i do yes and the playhouse like it had a slide and it had this like moving thing that would like move the, the guy over to the slide with a crank yes, yes. i totally know him out so i loved that thing as a child i bought it i bought the whole set on ebay my kids played endlessly with that i mean it was the favorite by far for every child and i am keeping that yeah keep it girl you like i'm like my grandkids will play with this you better keep it just like i'll keep this ginormous plastic monstrosity of a barbie dream house oh my gosh well you know what's also funny is in my garage India, um, you know, she did some modeling for a while. Yes. And she, she's on the cover of a number of toy boxes. <laughs> and I've kept the toy box. Well, I mean, that would be kind of hard to give away. Maybe, I know, Maybe right? you can take photos of them. I know. But just like, I just feel I like know. that's a really cool thing. I think just... it is cool. I don't, I don't have that problem over here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of the pros and cons that we think are inherent in the condo method. I mean, I will say one huge pro is that it's totally inspiring millions of people to throw crap away. It's like everywhere I look, Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo, Marie Kondo, all all over the place. Yeah, so people are inspired. They're wanting to declutter. Yeah, it's addressing America's clutter problem. It really is. Yeah. It's helping people get rid of stuff. I also, I like the fact that it, it does involve mindfulness. It involves yes. visualization. It's causing people to kind of think about the spirituality of their homes. Yes. And, you know, there was kind of a little backlash about that. Um, yes. You know, people were like, oh, I watched the show. I cannot deal with her. And um, But, like, that's deeply rooted in Shinto, in the Japanese yeah. culture. And I have to say, I like it. I, I think I it's too. to like really appreciate the things you have and when you're done with them to kind of thank them for their service. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. It's definitely not an American thing. That's for sure. It's definitely not. And I do feel like, you know, calling it weird is a little, you know, there's there's a little bit of just like lack of cultural understanding there. Yes. 
Um, It may not be for everybody, but I think it's also okay to say like, well, you know, I don't really want to thank every piece because that doesn't totally fit with my cultural vibe, but that's okay if that's how she does it. Exactly. Exactly. Instead of it's weird. She's weird. Right. Right. I completely agree with that. We had a good conversation about that actually at the selfie Facebook at our, we did. at the group. Yeah. It was good. Yes. Yes. It was good. I like how it emphasizes tidying by the category like we talked about. I think sometimes that's better to go by category opposed to location. You know, I completely agree. Yeah. I completely agree. That was actually, I feel like that was a little bit of a light bulb for me mm-hmm. was to go like, yeah, I mean, I should go grab all the skate crap from the garage and from the bedrooms and from the yard and I should put them all together, you know? Yes. Yeah. Having stuff all in the same place totally makes sense. It does. And then like you have all of your stuff in the same place, you've gone through it and then it's like you can actually find your stuff and maybe be less yes. stressed out. I do think that that whole thing of finding your stuff is huge. Yes. Like being able to find your stuff. I think it is really stressful. And especially I think one of the things that's emerged in watching the show is this this whole kind of like underlying misogyny in American culture where the wife is the one who knows where things are Uh and everyone expects her to tell them where their things are. Right. That is so true. And I like that this is like, you know, everybody gets involved Mm -hmm. and everybody should know where their own stuff is. Yeah. I think maybe, you know, Malou's really into Netflix shows. I think maybe I should watch this with her. Oh, I'm totally going to make my kids watch it. Because that would be really great if I could get Malou into this, like totally. get behind the whole movement, because that would be extremely helpful for me. Oh, no, I think the show, I love the, the fact that the show is kind of an easy entry for kids because they're not yeah. going to read that book. No, no. But for them to watch it, and even if it just changes their mindset a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. So yeah. there's definitely some major pros. Like what are some of the cons, though, would you say? Well, we talked about this already. It can be overwhelming. I mean, it is go big or go home. It's one size fits all. If you do her method, it can't really be changed to suit your personality. She has a kind of one way of doing it. That is so true. And besides like, you know, she's got her very specific way of like folding things when you put them away. It's like kind of light on how to actually organize, you know? Yeah, I actually I agree. There is not I was looking for practical advice on like, use these drawer dividers or, you know, what storage furniture can you buy? Or I'm actually really surprised she doesn't do any labeling because I find for my home labeling is key. I have labels on every drawer. So again, it it really is more of a decluttering event than a this is how you're going to store your stuff ongoing. I mean, I was even surprised in the show and I mentioned this on Facebook and got some pushback. But, you know, there was a family and the guy was into coin, I think it was coins or stamps. He had some kind of a collection and she helped him organize it. But then the end result was that he put them in banker boxes. So in cardboard boxes, Right. In a big row in his bedroom. So one wall of his bedroom was covered in banker boxes. And to me, it's like, I appreciate that it was decluttered. But to me, it's like, you're still living with cardboard boxes in your room. Like, yeah, I could not agree more. Like, I don't yeah. like that. I didn't like that either. And big on the folding, like I said, really big on the folding. She's really big on the folding, which I don't love that folding method either. I don't I either. You can't see what shirt it is. Mm-mm. I don't like it either. 
Yeah. I've tried, but it's not working for me. Not working for me. Well, and it's I think it's too difficult for a kid to maintain, and I need my kids to be able to maintain their clothes. Exactly. What about, okay, let's talk about the whole spark joy thing, because that is definitely one of the, you know... I think one of the big criticisms is people are like, whatever, you know, my kid doesn't spark joy. (laughs) (laughs) Gone. You're out of here. I I don't I I like it. Now, I don't I I don't think everything it probably only like 50 percent of the things in my house spark joy. So I don't know. But at the same time, if it doesn't, why are you holding on to it anyway? And I. Because you need it. You know, like, I think that there's just stuff that you have in your house. I freaking hate my salad spinner. It brings me no joy because I hate (laughs) spinning salads, but I have to spin salads to make a salad. That's true. I I went straight to my closet. Like, that's where I went in my head to my clothes. And I'm like, you know, there are a lot of things in there that I don't love to wear, but I keep them because I think I might wear them sometimes. Um, But like kitchen gadgets, for sure. Like, that's such a good point. None of my kitchen gadgets spark joy, but I need them all at some point. And I'm right. not going to get rid of them. You know, I think the spark joy, I think you're right. It really fits with the clothing, but maybe not the rest of the house. Yeah, maybe not with like necessities. I mean, Q-tips don't spark joy, but you, I mean, you got to have the Q-tips. Totally. Are all my entire huge collection of allergy meds and eczema yes. lotions. Right. That doesn't spark joy, but I kind of no. have to keep it around because everyone in my family has allergies and eczema. Yeah. So let's just do spark joy for clothing and then maybe like sentimental items. Like we have to make Agreed. sure they really spark joy, but the rest of it, nah. Yeah. Not I doing agree. it. So if you haven't watched the show or haven't read the book, I mean, we obviously have given you quite a primer here. Although we should. I mean, I think people should read the book and watch the show, even if you don't take all of it. If you don't, I think it's a good read. Yeah. Even if you have like one little nugget you take from it. But she does have like her six top tips that we're going to go through quickly. So the first one is you've got to commit yourself to tidying, which is you can't just like, you know, go in half ass people. Like you got to commit yourself to doing it. Like we were saying, it's like it's an event. It's an entire event. Um, It's good to visualize your ideal lifestyle. Like, mm-hmm. what do you want your home to look like? What do you want it to evoke? All of those things. Like, actually visualize it. Number three, finish discarding first. Which yes, I think which is makes huge. total sense. Yes. Get rid of the stuff first. Discard. Um, four is tidy by category, not room, mm-hmm. like we talked about, which we both find very helpful. Five is follow the right order, which is what we were talking about earlier with the clothes and the books and the papers and the kimono, then the sentimental items. Um, And six, ask yourself if it sparks joy, but don't, you don't have to apply that to your kitchen. (laughs) We added that part. Or papers. I mean, I don't know, like, do my kids' birth certificates spark joy? (laughs) I still have to keep them. (laughs) I know. Well, we'd love to hear any thoughts you have on Marie Kondo and whether you're using KonMari in your home. Let us know over at the Selfie Facebook group. We are always happy to hear what you guys have to say. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. 
And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes so that you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care. Take care.